and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast. It's a daily podcast Monday through Friday on our Daily Walk with Christ. It's hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we're going to be using our Bibles as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon devotional. If you don't have a Bible readily available, you can download the Logos Bible software at logos.com. If you would like to have the 365 Days of Spurgeon devotional to follow along, that can also be purchased at Logos.com. It is not free. The slides are on the screen or in the podcast notes below. May 14th, preached on May 13th, 1860, the teaching of the Holy Spirit. The title being the teaching of the Holy Spirit first text we're going to be reading today is Galatians chapter number 1, verses 10 through 17. Feel free to pause the podcast while you find that in your Bible. And in Galatians chapter number 1, verses 10 through 17, we see, For do I now persuade men of God, or for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For, ne- for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals. In mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem, to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. What? We're done. You read all the read all the verses. I did. You did a great job, by the way. Fantastic job. Couldn't see, ask for a better job. When, when I did the read through the first couple of times, like we practiced to do this show that never turned out <laughs> like how we practice. Yes, go ahead. When, when, when I went through the reading the first time, I actually ended up reading the entire chapter, and I actually started chapter number two because it, you know, it just kept continuing on. Yes. I forgot that I was supposed to stop at verse seventeen, and I got caught up reading it again, and Very I went good. past verse seventeen. Well, since you read it a couple times, go ahead and expand. <laughs> Who, who's the author of this? Well, Jesus Christ is the author. I, I, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the who's the man that was inspired to, by the Holy Spirit to write this? Paul wrote this. Paul wrote this. This is a letter. <laughs> a letter to the Galatians. Yes. Okay. And uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit of Paul that you read from there. Because that chapter itself gives a lot of background about Paul. It, it does. I think uh, especially tor- towards the end is what I find most interesting. Um, but it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to re- reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. So he's saying that when he was saved, he didn't go to the people that, you know, in, in his eyes for his entire life were the learned men, were, were the teachers, were the masters of the text per se. He went unto Damascus 
to a place that, you know, to a place where he had persecuted people and was on his way to persecute people. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's very telling of, of, you know, God right there and, you know, leading him. Yeah. I think that's very important. And him being himself, he was a learned individual. Mm-hmm. He was. He was a scholar. In fact, he was part of the Sanhedrin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also charged mm-hmm. after Christ's crucifixion to go and kill Christians, go, yeah. go, go disperse them, go get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's how uh, during his travels he got to, to yeah. the road of Damascus. Yeah. And uh, what happened on the road to Damascus? Well, you, you know, we, you know the story. God uh, blinded him and no mm-hmm. one else could see. And he, he, he talked to Paul and Paul got saved. And he said, you know, go, go to Damascus and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see again. And the scales fell from his eyes when he was in Damascus. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I actually think is interesting about Paul mm-hmm. is he was a scholar. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he was a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Um, persecuted Christians. Mm-hmm. But on top of all that, oh, he was a tent maker on the side. Just, you know, just think about it. You're a scholar. You're yeah. a religious ruler. Yeah. But you also make tents on the sides, you know, well, just for a little side hustle. I always thought, that always well, struck me as interesting. I, you know, I, I think the way I look at that is that... Uh, you know, while he was going through school, per se, he had to make some type of money to get the ramen noodle at I, I the 7-Eleven so. yeah. or Walmart. Yeah. And then when he was on his missionary travels, he resorted back to that, hey, I need to eat or I need to live. Mm-hmm. And he went back to his craft. Yeah. So there, there's a lot. There's a whole nother lesson on that, that, yeah. you know, you got to work <laughs> regardless where yeah. you're at. We'll, maybe we'll tackle that one later. But as for today... And that was very good. Thank you for going over that, Andy. Uh, the teaching of the Holy Ghost. It's a sermon that was delivered on the Sabbath morning, Monday, uh, excuse me, Sabbath morning, May 13th, 1860, uh, by the Reverend Charles Spurgeon at Exeter Hall in Strand. And this is going to be the expert. Did you have something? Yeah, I'm starting to think this devotional is a little bit biased to Spurgeon. We uh, haven't seen anything but Spurgeon so far. Well, that's because that's our text. <laughs> and I picked the text that had six volumes. But if you do notice, the text kind of gives us context of what we talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're going word by word. This is what the yeah. Reverend Charles Spurgeon, Spurgeon says. So here we go. The Holy Spirit especially teaches to us Jesus Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who manifests the Savior to us in the glory of his person, the complex character of his manhood and of his deity. It is he who tells us of the love of his heart, of, of the power of his arm, of the clearness of his eye, the preciousness of his blood,
kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All is the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And I think we're going to go ahead and go to the verse that Spurgeon was discussing in this con- in his message, his sermon. We go to John chapter 14, verse number 26. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all the things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And, you know, like we talked about Paul, you know, we talked about that Paul was a, an educated man. He was a, scarlet, a, a, a scholar. And, uh, but the things that Paul learned and I'm going to mention them again, what Spurgeon said, because I think it's important that we take into the understanding that, okay, uh, we talked about regeneration, but I'm going to give you this list. Regeneration, running through redemption, justification, pardon, sanctification, adoption, preservation, continual safety, even unto an abundant entrance into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All those things that were mentioned, okay, Paul wrote them on paper for, for, for the Bible, but it was the Holy Spirit that inspired and taught him those things to write those things down. And still to this very day, 2,000 years later, we read the Holy Word, and still the Holy Spirit inside of us teaches us those things. And that's where Spurgeon's pulling from this is that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And it's just not we sit there and we have our legs crossed and we, and we touch our two fingers with our thumbs, with our legs crossed Indian style, and we just say, hum, and the Holy Spirit teaches us. No, it's where we have the application of reading God's word and we read it and, and we meditate on it and we, and we maybe do a word study on it or we may be doing a, a, you know, a contextual study of it. And with the Holy Spirit, it teaches us those things. Also, another main point is that God puts people in our lives to teach us these things. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have pastors' wives. That's why we have youth leaders. That's why we have these people that God has called to be in our way. I'm telling you, in our way, literally and physically, in our way to teach us. And I'm not talking like a hindrance. I'm talking like, you know... God called them and you and you get to go there and hear them. And so we got to be open to the Holy Spirit. And that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is how do we be open to the Holy Spirit? Uh, Andy, do you have anything? Well, I did. And it was on this point that we have up on the screen right now. Yes. The Holy Spirit exercises a perfect teaching ministry. And I, th- I think that's it's an important thing when you're talking about the the, the Bible. And if we read um, our text, First uh, Galatians chapter one, verse eleven through twelve. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ, okay? And that's actually something interesting that you don't find in a lot of other religions, okay? Is inspiration uh, means breathed, 
in, or inspiration of God, I'm sorry, means God breathed. So the, if, you were, if uh, Paul was inspired to write books of the Bible, it, was literally, it literally means God breathed those words into him. Okay? Which also means that there's no error in it. And it's also a very interesting thing about how the Bible holds up without there being errors. Well, we've had 2,000 years since, um, approximately since these books were written. And yet, at the same time, with thousands of fragments written in many different languages, going from Hebrew to Greek to some in Latin to different other languages, they're still very similar with very few errors. And that, with compared to other books written at that same time period, completely unheard of. Okay? What does that tell us? That means, that tells us that the Holy Spirit's teaching is enduring through the ages, that it's unchanging through the ages, which means, you know, if there's something that was learned in, in Paul's time, that can stand up and teach us something today. And, that mean, and that's where we get the point. The Holy Spirit exercises a perfect teaching ministry throughout all time periods for all generations. And I think that's something that's very important for us to hold on to, is our Bible is unchanging through the generations and still has the ability to teach perfectly in ministry. I think that's very important. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And you, if we go to First John chapter 2, verse number 27, it says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. You know, it, it's... It's amazing that, you know, like you illustrated, you know, the Bible, how it's gone through the test of time, you know, and how, you know, you look at man and uh, we're born sinners and, you know, we kind of degrade throughout time. We, we kind of, you know, we, we, sin gets more rapid, rampant in, our, in the world as time progresses. You know, as for this pure and whole book, holy book has lasted throughout these years, society and man and world has gotten worse. So it's, it, which drives me to the point that there, the, the recipe is very simple. That it's just a person, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. And all you have to do is just take the time. Even in the even as the world gets worse, people, people, man and woman, can anyone can go to a Walmart today and get the Word of God. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll probably get shot for this, but I really don't care what version at this point. I'm just talking about <laughs> just go get the Bible. Yeah. You know, if the Walmart only has one version, get that one, and if it's a picture book, get that one. Uh, and download the Logos Bible software. You can get the King James. There you go. You can download that uh, Logos Bible software. But what I'm saying is that you, the, the tools are simple. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to go and get a wide variety of, to, of mechanical tools to get this done. It just needs your body, a heartbeat, and the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's it. So that's that's amazing. But also what I forgot, too, is you need the Holy Spirit. You do. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you don't have that Holy Spirit. All you're doing is really reading 
just a book. You need you need that Holy Spirit, like Spurgeon says, and as the as First John chapter two verse twenty seven says, that Holy Spirit is what teaches us. Yes. So, let's go on to this next point. How good a pupil or disciple are you? This is very vague. It's one of those closer of the questions that Spurgeon was throwing out as a, a proclamation there. But how good a pupil disciple are you? You know, really? I am really bad if someone tells me I have to study. I am really bad. But if I want to study on my own, I do really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... You have to, you have to look at in perspective of what do you feel is important? Is it you're studying the word of God for someone else, like a husband or a wife? Because I've seen a lot of marriages where the husband will study the word of God to impress his wife or to be like, aha, I'm this big spiritual leader. Let me tell you, lady, I got this down pat. Or for their children, I've seen a lot of men who are husbands say, you don't understand, the Bible says, blah, 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 you have to act this way. Or are you studying the Word of God to be taught and to have a close relationship with Christ? So there has to be a focus, and that has to come in with you. Because if your wife tells you you need to read the Bible, or if your kids tell you you need to read the Bible, or if the pastor tells you you need to read the Bible, or if this podcast tells you you need to read the Bible, there, you know, there's just that man of rebellion in you. But you need to be motivated. You need to make the change. You need to have the desire. Andy, do you have something? I, I do. Also, go, going along with this point as well, how good a pupil are you? Are you teachable? Mm. Are you are you really trying to learn something? And, yeah. and, and I have two examples of this. One is I, I've been doing karate for going on going on ten years now. It's it's been a while. But when when I was teaching but before COVID and all this happened, we don't go to karate. Yeah. But when I when I was teaching, there were kids who came in. You know, we're talking eight, ten, twelve. You know, whatever, whatever age that wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And then there were kids who their parents brought them and you know, mm-hmm. they really didn't want to do anything. And, yeah. You know, they didn't want to learn. Yeah. And they didn't... Seeing how far the kids who wanted to learn got versus the kids who didn't want to learn, mm-hmm. it was amazing and it always astounded me. Then the second example is, is when I was younger, when I was... I think I was 10 or 11. It was right after we moved here, so I would have been 11. Is I had to learn Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. I had to memorize all three of those chapters for Patch the Pirate Club. Mm-hmm. And I memorized them. I memorized mm-hmm. and I didn't memorize them because I wanted to memorize them. I memorized them because it was a competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn anything about those three books of the Bible. Right. I remember when I was three young chapters. those three chapters of the Bible. I remember when I was younger you used to have me read Proverbs every day, one chapter of Proverbs every day. Let me tell you, I didn't learn very much from no. it because I didn't want to do it. Right. I go back mm-hmm. and I read those same books now. Mm-hmm. And I actually want to learn something from. And it's amazing (laughs) what I was missing before. Simply because it was either a competition or I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something very important. Do you want to learn? Do you want to be teachable? Are you trying to be teachable? Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes or breaks a Christian walk with Christ. It's how teachable they allow themselves to be. Yeah. Very well said. I think... I think we're going to stop right there. I think that was uh, very good. 
Oh, do, no, we don't have any more verses. <laughs> we don't have, <laughs> we don't any have more. more verses. We run into this problem. Yes. Okay, so also we want to share this podcast because uh, we need as many followers as possible. <laughs> and uh, that one person that's listening to us, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch time is everything. Yes. Join us online at faithbaptistelpaso.org. And also on Facebook, our group name is called Faith El Paso. And we're having a Bible study starting May 19th at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time. It's going to take approximately an hour. Um, look on Facebook. Um, I'm probably going to do a, send out a video on how to register and get enrolled and to be a part of this. Because it's going to require you to register. So be, out, be on the lookout at Facebook. Um, uh, my, my Facebook is KJV Podcast. That's KJV Podcast on Facebook. So just look for there and you'll see my, uh, my weird looking face. Um, join us online on our online community at faithlife.com, Faith El Paso, faithlife.com, Faith El Paso. And uh, thank you. And this is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. Uh, go to church on Sunday. Now everybody doesn't want to go to church because I told them to, but be convicted to go to church. Have a good day. <laughs>